Okay, we're good to go. Okay, are we all we're all recording? Yeah, we're good to go. Okay, so I guess to start out, um, as I know you know, um, SB 10 or or, uh, Campus Carry, the bill, it just passed through the Senate, and it's now heading to the House. Mm -hmm. Um, And the bill mentions several provisions for colleges and universities to regulate uh, concealed carry on campus. Um, does WVU have any plans to implement or well, update security? you know, we have fought this thing for all eight years that I've been here. Um, it has become pervasive around the country. You know, many states have it. So when when we saw that they had that there was a supermajority, we made it very clear that the position of the university is that. Uh, Local control is the important component. We have a great board of governors, and they should have the responsibility for being in charge of this. But if the legislature sees that they want to uh, pass a bill, we did a lot of our homework by talking to what happens in other states, Kansas, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma. And we worked very closely with the sponsors of the bill to carve out all of the onerous uh, uh, issues, and we think that we have been very successful. If it passes in its uh, its present mode in the House and the governor signs it, um, we will still have one of the safest campuses in the country. We take a lot of pride in having uh, negotiated that with the uh, with the legislature. Have there been any discussions of specific um, security updates? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we we obviously are looking very closely at it once once it passes, and of course, one of the things is that, it, and and I just I was down at the legislature yesterday talking to a number of people about this and a number of other things. One of the things that we did uh, we did have uh, uh, have them. Uh, do was to make certain it would not become effective until two years from now. So that gives us plenty of time to make certain that any any measures that we need to have uh, that we take uh, that we'll take care of. I was just on the I was just at Kansas State and uh, they have a very restrictive, a, a very uh, robust, not restrictive, but very robust campus carry bill, and I. Was talking to them about what they did. They and to their student body president. You know, they've they've implemented some things. We'll implement all the right things in order to make certain that we are that we are taking good care of our students and our faculty and staff. Let me add. You know, I mean, needless to say, we're we're all concerned about it. That brings me to my next question, mm-hmm. which is that at a recent student government meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, some senators expressed concerns about how the campus carry bill might affect student enrollment and faculty uh, retention and recruitment. Um, do you expect the bill to have any potential impact on the Well, bill? you know, I think because we have made it a, a bill that is um, does not really impact the day-to-day living here. Um, if you take a look at the schools in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, it, it is neither affected enrollment nor, uh, nor affected uh, um, their faculty. You know, it's one of those kind of things that, uh, you know, you can talk about it in, in, um, in that vein. But uh, frankly, and, and frankly, one of the things and one of the reasons the bill is, uh, that it's even got legs is the fact that the experiences in all these other states and all these other campuses, there have been zero problems. I mean, if there had been some significant issue on one of these campuses, that would have been a great uh, catalyst for us to be able to, to talk about it. But, um, you know, um, and I hope that we never have an issue on this campus, but uh, at the same time, uh, the evidence is clear that um, if you 
uh, have the right protocols in place and everything does work out very well. Um, President Gee, you and other administrators have expressed some concerns about um, declining student enrollment in general. Um, what strategies does the university currently have to combat that decline? Well, you know, uh, we are we are in a time in which four million students have dropped out of college that were were supposed to be here this past year. A, a, a million dropped out. Uh, we're in a state in which uh, fifty five percent of the college going students uh, have now declined to forty five percent. There's a lot of angst among students about uh, about. Uh, the worth of college. We have a demographic cliff, which is going to be significant. People about 17, 18 years ago started stopped having children. And so we have a significant uh, drop in the number of 17, 18 year olds. So what we're doing uh, for that is we're, we're getting very much into the adult education business. We're getting very much into the online education business. We're widening our swath in terms of recruitment. I just was at George Washington High School. I'll be in, um, I'll be in Charleston next week, but we recruit nationally. And one of the things we like about being a member of the Big 12 Conference is the fact that we can tell our story across the swath of, uh, of those institutions in those states. So we, we have every belief that our enrollment will continue to uh, be stable or even start to grow again. Uh, re remember, the pandemic was an unknown factor, and we have a post-pandemic world. And a lot of that uh, post-pandemic issues are really surrounding mental health. Mm -hmm. um, Ten years ago, about uh, five to ten percent of the students on college campuses felt that they had a mental health problem. Now it's above seventy percent, and and that I think is, I think that the real tale that will be told about the pandemic is not going to be the uh, the uh, disease itself, because in many ways we've defeated that disease, but it's going to be the toll that is taken on our young people. Um, I'm not just simply talking about college age students. Uh, you know, if you're a five or six year old and you're wearing a mask and you can't uh, see how people are verbalizing things. There, there's so much data uh, showing that uh, the pandemic's impact in terms of mental health uh, issues for all of our population is really quite acute. And so that's one of the issues that we have to deal with at the university. Um, what strategies does the university have to um, help uh, address this mental health. Issue. Oh well, we have we have added a number of counselors. We have uh, we have uh, uh, added uh, what we call Healthy Minds University, uh, bringing in psych psychiatrists. Uh, we have uh, been training our uh, students uh, and our student life staff to be much more uh, aware of these kinds of problems. We're working very directly with students. I think that um, one of the things we're doing uh, with our with our students is we have this kind of. Peer to peer, uh, you, you know. In the end, in the end, mental health issues are, are some something that you are generally identified by those who you're around, not uh, not necessarily by uh, by the moment uh, or by someone like me seeing you in one moment. Um, in terms of enrollment, again. Mm -hmm. Um, are there any specific strategies that the university has for our in-state students? Yeah, one, uh, you know, I believe that uh, the role of the university uh, is, is about education, uh, pre-K pre through life. And so we have to be very worried about the quality of public education. We have to work very carefully to make certain that our public education programs are robust and that uh, they're creating students who are willing and able to go on for, uh, for a higher education. Not everyone in the state should come to the university. 
but everyone should have an educational experience. And so we need to we need to make certain that people understand that in order to have a robust state and to have a great economy, we need to have our young people well educated and staying here and taking those jobs. And so uh, that is a very high priority for us. We created we created something about seven years ago called the Education Collaborative, and its whole role is to increase college going rates among. Uh, among students, obviously, we have had a decline, which uh, we hope to combat over the next period of time. Um, and I wanted to ask, I'm not sure if you've seen our, our football schedule for next year yet. I just saw it. it was, my goodness gracious, what a schedule. What are your, what are your thoughts oh, on that? My thought is that it's going to be very competitive, but we're bringing in our new teams, and it's going to be, it's going to be good for our fans because we'll, we'll have Cincinnati, we'll have uh, uh, Central Florida, we'll have you know uh, places that people are really going to be able to go to almost immediately, and it's going to be very competitive, though. My goodness gracious, we start off with Penn State, and then we have a pit here. Uh, we have Duquesne in between. Uh, they, they only had three of them initially. And then all of a sudden, I saw that we've, so BYU is coming here. We're playing Houston, our former coach. It's going to be a robust season. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't wait. Well, you know, I I, I like college athletics uh, uh, because of the spirit that it brings to the university, and so I I know that we'll have a very spirited uh, season. As a matter of fact. Are you excited to see the backyard brawl come home again? I, you know, I think that's something that, uh, you, you know, having rivalries and having them renewed is an important thing to have happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so kind of to veer into a slightly different topic here, COVID is still very prominent in our society. Um, I just wanted to ask if the university had any any concerns about about COVID or strategies to address. Well, that. my 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 concern is take the damn shot. You know, uh, I if if you take the if you if you follow the protocol, take the shots. If you get COVID, you're going to, it's going to feel more like a, a bad cold. If you don't do it, um, then you're then you're putting yourself and people around you in harm. And so I, I'm I'm a strong believer in in the role the vaccine uh, but yes you know the university monitors it very closely uh, of course our hospitals are uh, here and so uh, we we look very carefully at, at who is coming into the hospital what the problems are a variety of other things as you know uh, COVID has now become in some ways even though it's it was scared the heck out of us it has become very akin to the flu or whatever if you take care of yourself um Oh, sorry, <laughs> that's all right. We're 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 just having fun now. I was just at a lot, you know, thinking about COVID and, yeah. and everything. Um, are there any other mental health or any health related concerns that you have that relate yeah, to? Yeah, I think that I think that uh, I think that fentanyl. I think that drug uh, abuse and drug overuse. I think that there are people who are preying on our students all the time. I am always concerned about the safety of our students. I want to make certain that Morgantown re remains a very safe community, both in terms of just the uh, the safety factor itself, but also in terms of the mental health and the and the issues of combating drug abuse, et cetera. I think, but I think that uh, I, I think that that is something that we can all rally around. I think students are the best advocates for this kind of uh, of. Um, challenge 
uh, because you're the ones who can uh, identify the problem and work with people to correct them. You know, I'm, I'm sitting over here in this office, I don't have that privilege to be able to have that kind of relationship that all the students have. I think peer-to-peer -peer relationships um, in terms of both mental health, in terms of drug abuse and a variety of other, uh, of those kind of uh, issues and safety issues is very, is very critical. Um, I know that in recent years, the university has expanded um, access to resources to help students um, facing the, the fentanyl crisis. I know one of those is the fentanyl test strips that are now available through yeah. LWVU. Yeah. Are there any plans to continue to um, expand access to resources? Well, absolutely. And uh, I just talked to um, Bill Eilenfeld, who is the U.S. Attorney for this district, and he, along with one of our very fine students, Azim Khan, they've created a task force to really take a look at what how, what we need to do to combat the issues, but also what we need to do to expand opportunities on our campus to uh, to deal with it and combat it. And so we're we're very uh, we're very engaged. I'm I'm personally very concerned about it because I think that uh, I think that uh, this fentanyl um, thing. You, you make a mis uh, some student make a mistake about that in its curtains, if you know what I mean. And, uh, so um, when I was growing up, the worst thing you could do was was uh, smoke in the back uh, in the back of the house or something like that. Now you are exposed to so many lethal things that we have to be very uh, diligent about working with those. Uh, with all of our students and our faculty and staff and our and our resources here to combat that as much and as vigorously as we can. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to You're us. You're welcome. Today, it was fun. E. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you. And good. And and best wishes to you. I'm glad that we that we had a chance to chat about these things.